Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week, we read Parshat Vayikra, the first Parsha in the third book of the Torah. Heads up, this book is mostly laws, though there is some juicy narrative stuff in there a little bit. But, you know, fair warning, some of this is going to get a little gory. Anyway, here's a quick recap. God calls to Moses and gives him a bunch of laws for an olah, sacrifice. People can offer fowl, cattle, sheep, or goats, and can also offer three types of voluntary offerings, flour, bread, and fried dough, all mixed with olive oil. In addition to these, all Israelites must make an omer, a barley offering, on the second day of Passover. God, it turns out, has more of a salty tooth than a sweet tooth, and lets Moshe know all offerings must include salt, but should never include leavened goods or honey. God then instructs Moshe on a few more types of sacrifice, the shlamim, which can be from cattle, sheep, or goats, and which gets split between burning on the altar and being donated to be eaten by the priests, the chatat, which is brought by someone from any old shmo to a priest or a monarch who accidentally commits a sin, and which can vary depending on the wealth of the person bringing it, and the asham, the guilt sacrifice, brought by someone who swears a false oath or isn't totally sure if they broke a law. So just to make sure we're all on the same page, Jews don't do this anymore. We're not in the sacrificing animals game, and we haven't been for several thousand years. And I'm certainly not going to advocate that we revive it. I'm a vegetarian. But if we zoom out on these sacrifices, I sort of long for this system. The laws make it clear what to do in so many situations. When we're grateful for something, when we want to support something we care about or support our community, when we think we might have done something wrong, and when we know for sure we did, bang, you know exactly what to do. And I like that the system recognizes economic inequality and has a fix for it. And it also makes clear no one is above owning their mistakes. We all need to make time for gratitude. We all need to support the community. We all make mistakes, the Torah says. Oh, and here's a container to help you recognize, process, and share those things. It's kind of great, right? Now, we have to deal with a lot of subjectivity. We have to make a lot of our own decisions. We have to do the hard work of figuring out for ourselves when and how to make our emotions public. Hard work might lead us to ultimately lead a more fulfilling life, but I worry that we're missing out on the opportunity to get communal support in our lives because we don't have a public system for sharing it. You know, like... We don't have a public system that says, hey, I made a mistake. I just want to know that I want everyone to know that I'm willing to own up to it. Or, hey, something really amazing happened to me and I want everyone to know. So it kind of reminds me of the early days of Facebook when people were regularly posting status updates about how they were feeling or what was happening right then. And while I'm not trying to advocate for massive or ubiquitous social media use, I do kind of wonder how we can commit to practices that encourage us to live more communally collected lives. Communally connected lives. Well, that's a real tongue twister. So with that, let me know if you've got suggestions. How can we share better with each other? And I'll see you next week.